Hey, glad you can make it. Welcome to Fantasy Dad Pods, where dad bods are glorified and dad jokes are encouraged. I'm JT, accompanied by Sean. Sean, how we doing? Uh, pretty good. Had uh, three fantasy or four fantasy football drafts this weekend. So, yeah, I'm fantasy footballed out right now. How about you? Just had the one with you on Friday and then had a nice long Labor Day weekend. There we go. It was solid. Um, dad joke of the week, just right off the top. My wife rearranged the labels on the spice rack. Now I can't find anything. And I haven't confronted her yet, but the time is cumin. Uh, you know, as stupid as these are, they make me laugh every time. And I, I think we're on the right podcast for that because I can't help but giggle. I cannot help but giggle. Also, can I say what helped me giggle when I open this up? Um, the next thing we're going to do is shake it off, paint his temporary injury report. JT in bold letters wrote Springer's unreliable <laughs> in her notes that I just realized. And it makes me laugh as someone who has owned Springer in the past. Yes, that is, he is indeed unreliable. <laughs> literally the definition <laughs> of day to day. I know we all are. Yeah, but I, he but is seriously. literally. He's minute to minute if we're day to day. Game inning to inning. Like, oh. It wouldn't be as frustrating if he wasn't so freaking good when he played. Right. That would be the only thing. If you just sucked, it'd be one thing, but he's so good when he plays. And and as someone who's going to give you fancy guys, I have no idea what to do with Springer because none of these are like crazy long injuries. But again, like we're in playoff push time. We're in the playoffs. What do you do with a guy who's not playing? That roster spot's valuable. But when he plays, I I say you still got to hold him, but man counting on him for anything is is rough is rough right now yep you just you hope you can make room on that bench yeah it's funny because looking at the blue jays injury reports it's exits il returns exits today day to day that's in so he's the last two majors blue jays injuries are both springers according to like their official roster so he just cannot he just can't do it yeah, but at least he's no Mondesi. Am I right? I don't know. They're probably Mondesi just is out for large swaths of time. Who knows? Always oh September. It's a he's the opposite of Green Day. Wake me up when September starts. I'm gonna play. Yeah, he doesn't do anything all year, and then he's like, okay, let's do the thing. It's crazy. Um, Lynn on the IL with a knee. Pollock IL. That guy. As soon as I stopped owning him in fantasy, decided to then get rid of the injury bug, and then now has got it again. Kershaw's rehabbing. That's kind of Kershaw's MO the last couple of years. Um, and Jordan, knee bruised. Yeah, foul off the foul ball off the knee. Playing some left field today. Uh, that was kind of weird. But yeah. 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 Jay up lumbar. Got to watch out for that. You got to. Um, and then it's really nice that you put Nimmo on here, but I mean, really, <laughs> he's just an OBP monster. I mean, oh, but like, over the last like four or five years, isn't he third in OBP behind yeah. like Trout and Soto? Can I complain about the Mets for one second? So yeah. in one of in our league, I'm going down to the wire. I'm going to miss the playoffs because of this. I'm playing a guy who has four Mets players and the Mets were officially roasted by their GM. Like you guys suck at hitting baseballs. They're the worst hitting team in baseball. You guys suck. 
they all the whole thumb thing and all the thumbs up thumbs down goes off they all go off and i lose <laughs> or i don't lose but i don't win by enough because the freaking gns tweet about it and the guy owns three nets and no one is in second last place but the week he decides to piss off the hitters is the week i'm playing the guy with all the nets on the team that bit me in the ass hard sorry had to hey. complain about it yeah it just the Mets are going to Mets, like, you know, not to well, get Mets off topic. Against, just don't but... do that against me. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> True. You, you, know, you had but 21 like... other weeks, man. <laughs> you had 20. <laughs> pick another one. <laughs> but you and I both know as Cougs fans, football, Cougs are going to Cougs. Dude, Mets dude. are going to Mets. <laughs> the Mets, they are going to Mets. So the Cougs, we could, the Cougs, like, it's a thing, but like, the Mets have been Mets in it for a long time. <laughs> like, <laughs> a long time. There was a thing like uh, oh, the All Star break um, when Matt Petriello was talking about how the Mets, you know, when DeGrom was healthy and they had a game, a bunch, big game lead. And they're like, look, according to in the numbers, the 538, all these other things, they, ha- they have a 58% chance to win the division and like a 70% chance to go to the playoffs. And he goes, but I'm a Mets fan and they won't go to the playoffs. It's just what the Mets will do. And look at the Mets right now. <laughs> Like everything said, the Mets are going to win. Acuna's hurt. The Phillies are in free fall. And everyone's like, oh, the Mets are the only ones on the way up. They are the only ones that can win. And then they found a way to Mets it. It's not over yet, but still, it's the Mets. No, they're sitting nice, 69-69 going into tonight. Um, Double nice. But You get a nice dad strength. Yeah. Nice segue. There's Eric, there's Eric some nice Hosmer? dad strength on the week. Nothing like yeah, nothing crazy. But Hosmer, Eric Hosmer is a question mark. What? That's the that's the part I find weird. Eric Hosmer. He actually hit a ball at a twenty three degree launch angle, one hundred and six miles an hour. Well. well. I mean, he knows his play, his playing time is limited, so and they got to start doing something because his teammate Tatis is on there, of course, twice for uh, an average of one four forty four. Oh, they actually were both four forty four on the dot. So there you go. <laughs> actually, I'm I'm gonna say this is all because of Matt Peacock, this Hosmer home run. That zone right there, if you click on his name, it says like all the info spin rate zone five. That's middle middle. <laughs> he was just like. Hosmer gonna Hosmer. I'm just gonna. Well, oh, as, he as, he's hold seen, as he's seen with some Mariners, um, middle middle doesn't mean you hit the ball a long way. <laughs> no, but <laughs> you just foul it off. So it's <laughs> which is the most frustrating thing ever. Um, Jared Kelnick, please, please turn around. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you see Juan Carlos Stanton right here down here. Four four forty one. Yeah, big Mike. Big Mike. Big Mike. Big Mike and the boys. Um, I just love you talk about that for a second. He's just like, you guys couldn't say John Carlo for a while, so I just went by Mike for all these years. That's just this is the weirdest thing. I was like, oh, I thought he was US born and bred. I didn't know he had a like a a different name that was hard to pronounce. Like it's, it's a very interesting back. story. Well, we're probably butchering, it, of course, one car one carlo, of course, but like yeah. Just, just well, if we say with all due respect, then we can say whatever we want. Exactly. Oh, it's the Geneva Convention. Yep. Uh, Tyler O'Neill. I think I pronounced that one right. 432 average, hitting two dingers. That dude continues to just hit do two things. Shea Otani, 17th again. Just. He's sliding. He's slipping. Yeah. I mean, 
he slipped into his uh what was it um oh shoot a 43rd home run of the season just an absolute bum show yeah oh hey charlie blackman um had a home stand in coors three home runs that's pretty much how you know he had some home games at this point yeah god man especially it's very night and day adam Um, duvall all or nothing god he i think he has like a 220 something average on the season but man he's wrecked up those ribbies and home runs all or nothing tto percent print the shirts I saw a neat, neat stat. Keep looking up, guys, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try to find it here real quick. But uh, um, the longest the longest uh, exit velo, one fourteen. Bobby Dahlbeck, who I picked up, but a nice little middle snag there. Um, oh, it's um, what's his name? The little stat I saw was Kevin Newman. Do you have any home runs Kevin Newman has this year, JT? I guess three, five. Okay. He has hit one every single month this season on the dot. <laughs> not has not had one month where he hit two, and he hit one today, fifth month in a row. <laughs> there you go. Hey, consistency. One a month. I thought that was a crazy stat. He was like, none, two, done. He didn't even wait though. He's he hit him a six, so he's got some time. He better slow down. Whoa, now. I know he's got a lot of a lot of month left. Luis Roberts, one twelve. That's a that'll play. Old man Miguel Cabrera. I say old. We're like, his age. Got a hold of one. Oh, man. Uh, he was our uh, dad bod of the week just a couple weeks ago. Yeah. But I mean, this week, really, no one like stood out. Dahlbach really just kind of separated himself, but dad strength. It's, I mean, we're winding down. There's less than 30 games yeah. in the season. Um, but the same. Big boys, big toys. And seeing Sano and Carlos Santana, uh, Machado's just wow. It's I almost feel like he's underrated at this point. Fantasy wise, it's absolutely it's crazy. Plus, to have usually the third and short eligibility. People were so down on him because his splits. That was kind of one of them. His splits away from Camden Yards was so severe in the last couple of years. It's really hurt him. I think just him, I don't know. I, it's really hard to say what the turnaround was. And I don't really think he's fully turned around. I think a lot of people thought he was a bad player because he wasn't what he was in Camden, which you have to kind of curb your expectations. It's like going from playing all your home games in Colorado to like going to some huge pitchers party. I don't know, think of one, but like just going like for safe going, be like, why didn't you put the same numbers? Well, of course, he, that's not why he put the same numbers. It doesn't mean he's a bad hitter. He's just like, you just have to bump him down a round or two, but we like buried him as like just done. Like his career was over. And I think you're right. Like the answer was correctly somewhere in the middle. So there's a lot of value to be had with Machado if you didn't like thought the ceiling had fallen out. I almost wanted, I almost thought, oh wow, we could just do a whole poser segment. Who had the lowest exit VLO on a home run and just (laughs) blast him? Hey, Tony Kemp. Do you even lift, bro? <laughs> <laughs> 92 miles an hour. What a bum, dude. And then I the shortest. I, I wish I could hit a ball 92 miles an hour. <laughs> the, shortest, the shortest home run, Wander Franco. Oh, Tampa Bay. I thought he played in San Francisco. <laughs> Sorry. Prospect joke. Look it up. I, 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 I get it. <laughs> 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 All 
All right. Who made us proud, though, over this last week? I'm going to go over some hitters. Yeah, that's Monty Grandall. Holy crap. Yeah, he's back. (laughs) A a 1300 slugging. Um, Okay. All right. I see you. Zero strikeouts. Yeah, zero. That's pretty... It's pretty He's choice. only a very low strikeout guy, but like zero is just ridiculous. Frank Schwindel, that guy just has a face that you just want to mess up. The, wow, just, <laughs> just he has a face. Dude. I don't know what the Cubs are doing, but like they're they're the team next year for fantasy. That's going to be super interesting because like they got a couple guys like you know on this list: Ian Happ, Matt Duffy. Swindell, they're going to be like, um, even Sergio Alcantara. They've got all these guys who are just like kind of playing pretty well at the end of the year, like Cabrian Hayes. And they're like, oh, what are they? Go-? I mean, obviously not with the hype of a young Cabrian Hayes, but you know what I mean? Like a guy who got hot at the end of the year and be like, I might think that they're going to turn this into something. And some might, some might completely bite you in the butt. But the Cubs, every, every time we're doing this list, the top 20 at least has like two Cubs on it. And I feel like I had to pick up Ian Happ. And he hit a home run, and I benched him today. I don't know why I did that, but I feel like the Cubs always have a couple people on this list. Am I going crazy, JT? No, not necessarily, but it's really hard I would to like, invest in it yeah. long term. Yeah, no, but like there are going to be the guys who are – you're always talking like the sleepers. It's going to be a bunch of Cubs. Like, I feel like, cause they're got, look what he did the last couple months of the season. That's all they're going to point to. That's like, oh, yeah. point to. like, oh, look at his September. Look at his September. And I'm gonna well, just like, value. I mean, they'll probably slide yeah. an ADP and then think, oh, write it off as a fluke. And but in terms of just like playoff push, I mean, those most of those names are free agents on your waiver wire. Yeah. And if you want to play the matchups, I mean, someone's got a hit in the Cubs lineup. There's eight batters, <laughs> and, and so if you're batting like third, you, yeah, it plays. Someone, someone like you said is coming on strong too. Well, yeah, like someone has to bat third, but Matt Chapman for Oakland like was a below average hitter till recently has got his WRC plus up to 108 now like quickly kind of come back to earth again I don't know if he'll ever be old Matt Chapman again but he's making a little push push here yeah know who's sliding no he you notice isn't on this list Otani man what's going on just the pressure no pressure no diamonds come on Otani uh joe adele is on this list at 41 i had to go to the next page but (laughs) (laughs) you can change the page size to 50 from 30 to 50 there you gotta make it make it work but uh i'm submitting that assignment i'm gonna do 11 and a half font just to fulfill the requirement yeah see yeah yeah just a little bit a little bit bigger what do you got for pitching jt oh man oh gosh Uh, hold on sorry i saw it garrett cole's Cade per nine of almost 20. <laughs> Disgusting. Yeah, who would want to do that? I mean, the people he's pitching is he, he have pitched, families and he friends. Pitched, he pitched one start and got a war of 0. 0.7 for that one start. <laughs> That's pretty um, good, I think. Shout out right. to Corbin Burns. I'm and Robbie gonna, Ray. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm going to misremember what the the stat was, but Corbin Burns for for like one season all time, he's on pace to like finish top 10 all time for a season of pitching in FIP. 
And the most recent person to place in the top 10 all time for a season was Pedro's 1999 season. Yeah, the, the year. <laughs> yeah. Um, He's got a 1.5 FIP. Golly jeepers. <laughs> he did two last year, which is like stupid. And then he's like, oh no, half a run less. My gosh. Yeah. If you're in the conversation anywhere among 99 Pedro, you're doing something right. You're, you're doing something right. Just saying facts. Hashtag analysis. Robbie Ray. Again, we talk about him every week on this third. Uh, again, I find it crazy. Corbin Burns and Robbie Ray started to put in context how good the Garrett Cole start was. They both, those two started twice and had less war than the Garrett Cole one start. <laughs> like that's, that's how stupid that one start was. But <laughs> he walked no one. No one got a free pass. He didn't believe in doing that. But, oh, man, Robbie Ray, been awesome. I saw a bunch of stats out here. Um, going to say something crazy, but is he your Cy Young? Robbie Ray in the AL? I, 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 I saw a stat. It was from uh, who, the pitcher's list. Um, what's his name? Uh, Ronald Blank. You know who I'm talking about. The pitcher's list guy. Yes. The main guy. Yeah. Nick Pollock. He, he said that it – it got a lot of hubbub among the analytics community, but obviously he's part of the analytics community, but uh, ERA and innings are the big two th- things of what a Cy Young should be because it's mm-hmm. how often you pitch good innings. And he said, Rahi Ray is number one. And I was like, you know what? That Those are two very basic metrics, but they're very, I mean, at the end of the day, like expected ERA is not what you're graded on. It's ERA. Or, you know, things like that are close to that, you know, and what you do. And I mean, Robbie Ray, if we're looking at the the analytics, he's striking out a ton of people. So it's not like he's like one of these like ground ball pitchers. So the strikeout numbers are going to be with him on top of that. So there's a compelling argument to be made there, JT. Anna. Yeah, he's definitely in the conversation. I, I I mean, I said he was a dark horse a month ago and then he's yeah. been doing what he's been doing. Probably better, honestly. Um, <laughs> like, it's crazy. But yeah, Cole's, yeah. Cole's there. But I mean, AL's kind of... Then, I mean, I, I, I'm thinking of so many NL pitchers. Bassett would have been a really cool dark horse if he, unless he, you know, he got hit in the face. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's probably Ray Garrett Cole. Like, we're probably forgetting somebody, aren't we? Like, um, no, I mean, I don't know. I'm just, I'm those just trying to scroll through it by. Those gotta be kind of your boy, Chris Flexen. No, I'm just like, right, that's kind of be it because glass now went down. But, like, yeah. I mean, we're the Chicago guys, but I don't think any of them have been, like, sp- spectacular this year. Yeah, they can – they've been kind of the sum. And they, I mean, and they've been good. Parts, like, don't get me wrong, yeah. they've been good. But, like, it feels like it's kind of Robbie Ray and Garrett Cole right now. It sounds crazy, but – Okay, so NL, who would, who would you pick? That, that one is, like – I would have said Wheeler had a real shot until recently, but he's faltered. Then he had a good start today, but I, I think his recent, it's going to come down the wire. You can go Scherzer, who's been a stud since he's still one over there. You can go Bueller. Um, if you're going by innings pitch in the array, it's Bueller. Um, gosh, what do you got, JT? Uh, yeah, Bueller wire to wire. I just feel like he put, he put together that, first you know 
month of April that we haven't seen before. And that yeah. was always his like, oh, he's, you know, top tier, but, you know, like 1B, you know, he usually starts off slow. Well, 2021, he came to play um, right out the gate. Um, Gossman, you think? Woodruff? Any of those Milwaukee guys sneak in there? It's almost like they take away from each other. And but I mean, but I mean, like we're talking about Scherzer and does Scherzer getting traded the middle of the year kind of like lessen like him and Bueller a little bit then? Yeah, and I think we talked about it before. Scherzer, you know, someone who's been traded has never won a sigh. Well, I mean, we we talked about it in terms of an MVP because we were talking about Turner. Oh, was that what it was MVP? Yeah. Well, I mean, like I don't know if the size has been that way, but the same thing in principle would play for that as well. You'd think switching teams. Yeah, I think you gotta you gotta look at Gaussman, um, Bueller, Scherzer, Wheeler, Burns. I mean, that's that's. That's going to be really interesting. This a lot. I mean, honestly, it might it's just coming, come down it's to coming the final out of last month. Yeah, yeah, it's going to come that's down. Really, that's really fun though, because a lot of those teams are still in the playoff hunt, or they're trying to not be the wild card team. I mean, I sold Wheeler short, and he's the number two guy in WAR in the league. So I mean, I mean, like, <laughs> what what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Just because he's my guy, just because you know. What is yeah. it? just because I own the one, two, and seven guys in our fantasy league doesn't you know whatever. Yeah, and on the week, shout out to Adrian Hauser taking it to the house, complete game. Um, I dropped Adrian Hauser before that start. <laughs> I, don't want to talk about, I don't want to talk about. It. <laughs> Pick him up. I held out. Of, I played him so long, and I liked what I was seeing, but he just wasn't doing enough. And I had some guys come back from from IL stents. Uh, he was the guy who had to go unfortunately like i told you my, my, my rotation stack and he's the one who had to go but anyways uh looking at some rolling woba x woba here framel reyes the franimal miguel cabrera jonathan scope javi Baez, yeah thank you polar uh, thank you met <laughs> um Alex Bregman's back doing some things. Alex Bregman things. Starling Marte just keeps doing it. Even, I, you know, I kind of thought it was a little bit of a hot streak, but he's still just super hot. Um, anybody else stand out, JT? Um, good to good see Frenchie starting to show a little bit of life. I know it's just expected Woba, but I mean, it's it's something. I mean, you keep doing it in theory obviously these are all analytics is the study as someone put it really well is the the study of what has happened in the past not what will happen so in right. theory you just keep doing it it's good yep. it will build, it'll get better build on top yeah um just a field on the bottom here for expected Wilba. It's interesting because I thought he pitched well in his three games since he came back. Nope, still sucks. Um, <laughs> so wait, just what do you what do you know? Just out of the bullpen now, though, right? I mean, he's pitched six innings and given up one run to the Astros. Must have had yeah. some hot, hot heaters, some hits off of him yeah. that were caught. Yeah, do a little. Got getting lucky down south. Wait, what? What? 
<laughs> oh, gotcha. <laughs> um, man, what do you do with Mookie? I'm seeing him just. I'm the guy who owns Mookie, and I haven't decided what I do with Mookie, so I just leave him. Uh... <laughs> Does he have second base eligibility yet? Um, not in fan tracks. That's the yeah. league I have him in. So um, I don't own him in Yahoo. I honestly do not know. Yahoo's gonna be the one. For those of you listening to this podcast, Yahoo's gonna be the one to own for position eligibility because you look at second base and you get second base eligibility in that league. So um, yep. Rizzo did it. <laughs> Rizzo did it. He's like, I'm gonna stand on second base. And I'm like, oh, you got eligibility now. Um, but Bets. I, uh, no, not yet. Got to keep playing Mookie. It, because he's not playing horrible. He's just not playing Mookie. You know what I mean? Like, that's why I'm kind of. Yeah, you'd roll him out there. Um, he's just not. He's just not right. He's not. Still, what a, 140, you're... still a 140 WRC plus. He just, right. you know, like, yeah. I, and trust me, I'm someone who invested pretty highly in him. Obviously, you had to when you're when you're getting him. And he's I mean, he's having a good year, but he's not having a Mookie year. A three 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 WAR. His numbers all look real, you know. Like K's in the right um, area. It's a little high, like one percent higher. That's sixteen point seven. He's never been much of a strikeout guy, so that's great. His walk rate's a little up, or then some years, you know, thirteen. It's up from his average. His BABIP's right. It's basically like a perfectly reasonable year it's just that like he hasn't gotten that little bump you know he's he's just a tick below his normal self i think i think he'll be fine next year i think what that means to me is he's been hurt a little bit all year and he hasn't just like been fully 100 healthy yeah in terms of just like you know i guess roto you're just gonna play the matchups write it out but head to head that's where we really head to head a lot and head to head it's tough to rely on him like um another couple names here standing out to me is vado vado was on that huge heater and now he's he's cooling off do you trust him to you know it's like you're in a head to (laughs) head there's some tough calls you know jazz chisholm is gonna get you some steals well he's gotta get on base to do so He's got to not get um, hurt. <laughs> like that, that dude, like he's, he's the NL version of Springer. Like every time he's like, you turn around and he's just on the ground. What are you doing? <laughs> Stand up. No one's around you, buddy. Like, <laughs> but in terms of just like Trent Grisham, man, if I had any hair left, it would, I'd be pulling it out. Um, yeah. You, it's funny that you name at least two of those three are all on one person's team who refused to make a trade with me at the deadline. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you're throwing a lot of guys, a lot of darts at that wall. He's like, I'm okay with sticking with Joey Votto as my first base. And I'm like, are you really? Because that's a gamble, buddy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Actually, later I'll touch on um, that same kind of sentiment with someone else in our league. <laughs> but um, like Jose Ramirez, I mean, you're going to start him. Like there's, there's certain players that, you know, but Cody Bellinger off the year he's had, you know, you have survived if you're making a playoff yeah. push, you've survived without him. So it's like, it's hard to almost rely on him. You'd rather yeah. leave him on the bench than anything. Cause I've seen him batting eighth. You yeah. Know, the issue, that's like, a big, 
because there's no room for you to be bad fourth in that lineup play, playing like that. Because again, they have monsters in that lineup. They don't need you to be fourth. Like with the Mariners, he'd be he'd be third all the way. It doesn't matter what he's hitting right now. But when you got Seager and Betts and all these guys still running around, you don't and you don't need a Cody Bellinger the way he's playing to bat up there. He's gonna get dropped. You're gonna have to play well to move up in that lineup with Matt Muncy being crazy this year and all that stuff. Like you have to. And I think what you're saying is a good point is the playoffs push or playoffs start and names, names be damned. Like it, it does not matter your name. It matters what you're doing right now. That's it. And I get it. It's hard to sit Mookie bets, but like you said, JT day to day where he's at, what he's playing, you've got to sit that guy. Like, or you, if you know, you feel the matchups, right. It is not crazy to sit that guy. There is no crazy thing here at this point in the season. If you need, I saw someone dropped, um, Oh, I can't remember it now. It was a big time pitcher, but he's just like, I'm in, I'm in the playoff push. He he's nicked up a little bit day to day. Don't know when he's going back done. And that's what you have to do. I don't remember who it was, but like, you've got to drop that guy because you need to make the playoffs or you're getting ready for the playoffs. If you're in it or if it's already started, like you, these guys that you might get healthier, might turn it around like Cody Bellinger. You can't rely on that guy right now. Yeah. And then it's even yeah, worse for for pitchers where it's like they've had a really rocky season and all of a sudden they're showing some signs recently and you're like man i really want to trust it but if they prove to me who they've been this season and kill me in a head-to-head like my week's over like blake snell he's his, you know he's doing great in the expo but you know that's what we're kind of looking at right now and he's had some really great starts of recently but I think his next start, he lines up against the Dodgers again. And you're just like, I don't want to trust that. And it's like, you yeah. can't make me, uh-huh. but you have to make a grown man decision and decide whether you're going to well, like, start like, him well, the example we just talked about with the Cy Young, like you've got a guy, I don't, I don't pick one that you're like kind of fringy, like, I don't know, Javi Baez. I just saw his name here. Javi Baez, like, it's a big name. It's a guy, but you're, he's going against the Dodgers and you're getting Bueller and Scherzer. I'm sorry, but you're not playing him. Like, I'm just running, you're running out. If you have another viable option at whatever league you're playing at in position eligibility, like you have to go with the other option at that point, because those two guys are just flying so high right now that like, it is about that week. It is not about surviving this season. It's about that week or that, this little push here. And you need the stats and how you buy is he's might be hot player right now, but anybody that you have that is a, the guy that's still on your roster at this point of the season is a probably better viable option against than not playing Walker Bueller. You know what I mean? Like you just have to bite that bullet and get over the name. Just cut basically like have them be player X, B, C, Q, whatever they are. Just like have no name, have who you're playing against and be like, I got to go based on that and how hot they are. That's it. Cover up their names. Use a little sticky note. Um, I was today days old when I realized that Erasmo Ramirez is still in the major leagues. I I thought we got rid of that guy. Wait, what? <laughs> oh my Who's gosh, he he's for? only 31. Wow. What does he play for? <laughs> That's I'm looking up his game log right now. Um he pitches for Detroit. And well that makes sense. Detroit's ready to go to like no one has any idea. I mean, he last pitched on the 24th of august so it's been a minute and he's just coming you know long relief but i i i didn't know he was still in the major leagues um so i see you erasmo 
I see. Yeah, my eyes on you. All right, let's go to the recent pickups for the the players yeah. to add. Big big players to add. So um really um what was it? Leody Tavares just got called up and he's a big steals guy. Um he's not gonna do much. That's a tough lineup to to like rely on for him for runs or anything else. But if you need some type of depth, 15 team league, definitely consider um, Leody Tavares. That was the first player off the top of my dome. Um, I'm seeing a, it's more of like your grassman straws, 37% on Solak. He's got some second base eligibility, third and outfield, but heating up a little bit this season. Um, definitely going to get some playing time in Texas. So I have to worry about that. That'd be kind of the one hitter. I picked him up. I did my thing. I listened to my my own advice. I picked up Nick Solak. Um, G Urshela, as someone who owns him, time day. Get rid of that guy. That, that's that's Dunzo. Move on from him. Move on from combined Cabrian Hayes, too. That's time to move on from him. Although as soon as I say that, he has a pretty good day or a pretty good week, but. May I say that Still, I feel like Cabrian uh, Hayes is a better real-life baseball player than a fantasy baseball player. And obviously, he's super young into his career, but it just yeah, seems to I, me that he's – and, I mean, things will level out, but that's my initial – He has missed huge swaths of injury with this mm-hmm. wrist. Like he, he missed six games, six last seven games because of it still bothering him. So I don't think this year he's been healthy at all. He missed the beginning part of it because of the wrist. And he, I don't think he'll be what he was last year and the beginning of this year because he was awesome. But I think it's kind of the Manny Machado. He's in the middle. He is, he is better than this, but worse than like, you know, 360 batting average and hitting all these home runs and selling his bases. But he could be, like you said, you see talent. I think he's a perennial, like, all star guy. Like, he is much better than this year indicates. But I just think, like, a, Mookie Betts, his wrist has just been bothering him all year, and it takes the wrist to swing a bat, apparently. Yeah, it's a whole full chrome with the levers. Yeah, it's the whole thing. A whole, whole uh, you know. There it is. Sorry, I'm all, I'm all throwing a whack here. Got to change this. There we go. Um, so I think it's time. You think it's time to remove the Tywin Walker hype train? Yeah, I think you can leave him on waivers and 12 teams. I just don't think you can rely on him, and I think you would be better off. I mean, you could pick him up for a certain matchup, but for the most part, he's at least was, uh, at best. Jack Flaherty, was, yeah. Jack Flaherty was the pitcher who was dropped recently. I.L. Stent. Yeah, who <laughs> would own that guy on their team? Not me. Not me. Not that guy. Well, you know, that guy. at this month. Jesus Sanchez showing a little bit of life. Um, Alford um, on the Pittsburgh Pirates there, Anthony Alford. Um, I mean, that's like a super deep league. Um, DJ Peters getting playing time in Texas, batting fourth, doing things. Um, Texas is well, where people go to get at bats. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a bats to be had. Very much all or nothing. So, I mean, it's it's really – it's a risk-reward. you got to 
consider what you want to do, what you're willing to um, sacrifice to do it. And it all depends on your league. But like you even mentioned Duffy, you know, Matt Duffy, there, second and third eligible in Yahoo, um, getting playing time. So that's yeah, playing time and position scarcity right now. Guys who could just play a position is like, because honestly, like it's about filling that lineup up. It's about getting guys who at bats is key. And you get at bats, it's a, it's a big deal. Get, get as many cracks at that thing as possible. Nikki Lopez, 11 stolen bases. Maybe pick up that guy a little bit. It was just that one week he really piled it on. I'm all in. I'm going to say pick otherwise. up Nikki Lopez at the end here. <laughs> Um, I'm, I immediately thought of a drop. I don't know if you want to transition over, but for pitchers, um, Scooble, they are going to limit him. He pitched today and they pulled him at 50 pitches and he was doing okay. Like he wasn't doing great, but it was just, it was so apparent that they are going to start him on a regular basis, but they're just going to keep his outing super short. And that's frustrating. And I think you I mean, you might want to hang on to one more start, but if they do it again, you know, if you're in a win or a quality start league, you're not going to get either of those. So he's basically a long reliever that starts the game at this point. Yeah. I lost you there for a second, so you covered but, nice. <laughs> yeah. My uh, my boy, Alex Colomay, shout out. Anything is possible. Like, literally. Like, I drafted that guy. I I'm just saying, like he, I, I, I drafted him, and then I, I wrote him off. Obviously, he didn't have the closer role. I was like, oh man, I really screwed the pooch on that one. I wasn't. I'm not going to win my little side bet I had. And um, man, out of nowhere, Phoenix out of the ashes. He has is it 11 saves now on the season? Um. Gosh, I don't even know. I... Literally, kids at home, if you want to do anything, do it. You literally can do anything. Invested in him for cheap saves, and I gave up on him. And I, man. Man. Wow. Crazy. Any other, like, pitchers, I guess, that are would be fringe droppable? Based on just, like, either... Bad outings. I'm trying to go through. Like, um, not that been dropped recently. Um, not that I'm seeing here. Not that. No, I think maybe Ronaldo. Move on. I don't see anybody. I know he. I talked about him because he wasn't getting getting more starts. Then Lynn gets injured. Now he's going to start. Snip, 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 snip. What are we going to do with him? And now he's he's not as consistent as he was, and he's really. I don't know. He just looks thrown off. So like his schedule, and I don't blame him. So, but it, in terms of just output, um, tough to rely on. Tyone, Tyone has been on a downward spiral. Gosh, and today was rough too. That's not even including that. I don't think so. Yeah, it's just, yeah, pitchers is pretty much the the Sahara. You got to get a guy who get two starts. You got to pick him up. <laughs> like, yep. All right, I think that's a good one to end on. We're going to transition over to the foosball. Let's do it. So Sean and I took part in our 
in our home league 12 team draft and pretty much to recap i hate my team all right good night everyone <laughs> um that was so bad that the just everything about it so i'm gonna i'm gonna preface this so i was in two simultaneous drafts and the wife was <laughs> was in isolation because of covid she's out now she's fine and so I'm trying to wrestle a kid on spaghetti night to get him to bed while doing two drafts. So, so the first seven rounds is kind of like a drunken blur of like, who did I draft here? Um, so I'm Which in your team? boat. I hate my team. I hate my team. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, um, it, it was, it's not, it's not the worst team I've ever drafted, but it's not amazing. Yeah, I I hate drafting in the middle. I just I think any sport, I'm just I am a turn kind of guy. Put me on the end. I you again you got Devonta Adams who I love at six. You want him? Let's make a trade. <laughs> like I just I am like I don't know which way's up with my team. Who am I? What's my team identity? <laughs> yeah, see. That I agree. <laughs> I have no idea what you're doing here, team wise. <laughs> I like Devontae Adams is good. Like the problem is, like your number one running back is James Robinson. Show me, tell me what I should have done. Like this whole draft was just like, it was just. It disgusting. got weird. Like to be it, fair, I was like, is it, it, are we? Is everyone super... drafting drafting really tough? Like, is this like so legit? Yeah, no. Th- this just... our league is kind of fun, and then this year was like everyone like did the research, except for me and JT. Apparently, <laughs> we're like, what the hell's happening? That or like everyone's <laughs> reaching, but then there should be good names that I can fall back to. But then I'm like, maybe in my head, I'm like, no, I I don't want it. I don't want that name at this round. I can wait another. I don't know. It was. I just from the get go, so from the context, very first pick, it was I was yeah. I was like sick to my stomach. So I was number two. So I took Dalvin Cook. I wasn't. Re- I'm not even in love with that one, to be honest. Like I know you kind of got to, but I feel like I could have gone somewhere else. But everywhere else, also have questions like Alvin Kamara, new team. Who knows? Are are they going to go? What they're what is the offense going to look like with with a new quarterback? Cause he's never played without him. Derek Henry. They, I mean, they got Julio Jones. So I assume they're going to run, but I mean, are they going to, is Julio Jones and AJ Brown going to command balls? And then Ezekiel Elliott, like they got a new system. They got a new stuff. Like what is that offense going to look like? So my issue is like, I really actually like Devonte Adams because I'm like, I don't have to deal with all that other crap. You know, like I don't have to like nothing new. Honestly, I looking at it out, Aaron Jones at nine, I'm like, you know what? At least I kind of know what Aaron Jones is going to be. Yeah, I'm swinging high with Dalvin Cook, but Dalvin Cook got hurt. He always gets hurt. So I'm like, I've been gone that well before and he tore his ACL week two. So like, I'm just saying like, and I really wanted Naheem Harris round two. Of course, he didn't make it to me. But yeah, JT, like we there was a serious, just a serious run on guys that like. Kudos, I, kudos to our, our draft mates, but. Yeah, this is a half point PPR. Should should have. I that. I went round two. I'm like uh, Chris Carson because he was the last running back. Because I, I mean, like you said, like the next one is Robinson and Gibson, and I, I was like, I have to get a Carson because I wanted to get Harris, and that's why I was like, I didn't really want to draft Cook because I wanted that wide receiver. 
And then I snagged Kittle again around three, which again was a reach, but I really wanted Kittle, but I didn't, the next receiver was like Allen Robinson. Like, I mean, it's a fine one, but like, I want to swing the upside of Kittle versus Robinson, but man, like, yeah, I felt like better players were gone and there was just no one left. And I'm like, we didn't draft any different than the other day. Like it's just, I feel so Um, much more better than my other team. The first round sixth overall pick, I went with Adams, but I also was considering Tyreek Hill or Aaron Jones, or even just to, you know what? Travis Kelsey's my boy, even though he doesn't have a beard anymore. I will trust that he will grow it back and be normal, back to normal. But ultimately, I was like, I don't know which way's up. And I almost should have not known. Like the draft we went into, we didn't know what the PPR was. And it almost was just like, oh, cool, just more loose. I'm like, this is half point PPR. I have, you know, have to con- take that into consideration. And um, I don't, uh, it just was, it was quite the draft. Cause by the time round two comes along, um, I see Metcalf and Hopkins go right in front of me. And then, um, so I'm just like, man, I'm looking at on the board, I've got AJ Brown, I've got Joe Mixon, I've got Justin Jefferson staring at me. Um, I just, Kelsey's gone, Eckler's gone, Jonathan Taylor's gone. I just, there were some really tough decisions and I just didn't know how I wanted to build my team because at a certain point when you get so far into the draft, you know, kind of where you're going with it. You know, you're looking, Oh, I'm kind of need some depth at a certain position or whatnot, but there's obviously players I like and players I, I just kind of skipped over avoided, but like looking at round three, I mean, Kittle goes there. Josh Allen goes in round three. Wilson goes in round three. Kyler Murray goes in round three. Um, like wow, just I <laughs> the whole the whole thing. I just the first three rounds. I just I felt blitzed. I was uh, felt hungover, drunk. I don't know. It was just a not a good feeling, and I just I didn't I didn't know what to do. I was just like, I guess we're just riding this out, and we're just like I literally don't know who's going to go next. So I, I like, I was glued to my screen. It was, it was good draft. Um, I wish we had video chatted actually. Now that I think about it, it'd been fun to mix it up with everyone. Shout out to Yahoo though. That's a really cool draft room. Now they've got it all built in the draft, the chat, the video ability to, to chat with your league mates, but. Yeah, it's, I, I really enjoy it. They've done a lot to it, but yeah, the the draft just you're right. It and again, like that's um, it's a big thing is is adjusting on the fly and having a backup plan. And me and JT, it was, sounds like it's the same thing. We just got snowballed. Like we let it get to us. Like our plans. I wanted to wait on a quarterback, and I was like, oh, maybe you know, can sneak a Kyler Murray in there, or maybe a little bit later. And all of a sudden, Kyler Murray's gone. Uh, Josh Allen's gone really quickly. And I'm just like, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? My quarterbacks, my sneaky running quarterbacks are going away. 
And then, like, Lamar Jackson goes. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is coming up. I'm like, I really want Aaron Rodgers. And I'm like, I got to pull the trigger. And I pulled it on Dak Prescott. And I look back, and I'm like, I shouldn't have pulled the trigger on Dak Prescott. I forced it because I, I bought into, like, all these quarterbacks going. And it it got me. Like, man. To a certain so degree, I someone. almost feel like I'm, like, get your guy. Sometimes if you overreach, you're going to do that. But looking back on, like, other drafts, or even mock drafts or just drafts of the past that I've done, I feel so much more um, better about my team when I know that I've got a top five wide receiver just locked and loaded. I've got a top whatever, you know, even having just a top three tight end, it, you're, you're not going to bench them. You know, like it's a position you don't have to worry about. Yeah. You can play the matchups obviously in your flex but in your you know wide receiver two or three depending on your league size or roster positions but when I look at my team and what transpired I'm just like yeah I got a wide receiver one and I don't know what else I really got this is like disgusting um and so at the <laughs> end so I was just <laughs> what <laughs> You're so mad at your team. I know. <laughs> at the end, I was just in pout mode, and I have two defenses because everyone was like, like, I don't know what happened. I just I was like, you know what? I'm taking two, these two top defenses because no one else wants them. Yeah. No, F let's be all. very real here. When this was going down, I was so panicked. I forgot that defenses were a thing. I went, oh, crap. I'm in the second last round. I don't have a defense. So I'm like, ah, oh, crap. I just got to get somebody. Usually, like, I get that people sometimes wait, especially for a kicker. Kickers, you know, or somebody that can be at the end. But usually a defense, like, you want a little something, you know. You don't want to be, like, the bottom of the barrel. But I'm like, I legitimately forgot to draft the defense because I was scrambling to fill out, like, starters and guys I felt comfortable about because my starters were so, like, at the end were so weak. And I'm like, ah, oh, man, I just need somebody to get some playing time here. Who's And I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel, bottom of the barrel, and I look up, I'm like, I don't have a defense or a kicker. Oh, this is it, I guess. My, my sleepers here are done because I, I – didn't draft a kicker yet like you said you had two defenses before i had one jt i'm just like what is happening like i lost i lost all idea of what was happening in the draft if i were to put this draft and give it like a theme it was the runs in terms of just (laughs) double entendre like i feel sick from doing it but then i'm looking at like round four like i kind of got to there talking through you with your internet issues or whatever was going on. But I get to round four and I'm just like, out of 12 picks, there was nine wide receivers in round four taken. I'm like, holy run, Batman. <laughs> like just holy yeah. cow. And then you go to round five and then you, you had all these depth running backs go. There's like five or six running backs that go. Uh, Damian Harris, Mike Davis, uh, DeAndre Swift, Henderson Jr., Mostert. It's like, like, and being in the middle, I, I, I just don't like having the runs pass me by. Um, I, I want to start a run or just double tap, or I'm just so used to that. And I, I kind of, I kind of been drafting in the middle for mock drafts, but this. You know, obviously, it never does prepare for what's really going to happen. But I just didn't like my options, and I just felt like I was the same way. Like I, I, 
you make the comment that run, I drafted Kittle a second pick around three and 14 wide receivers were taken by the time I needed another. I needed a wide receiver. I didn't have any. I had two running backs and now a tight end. No receivers were around four and 14 go off the board from my, my pick to my next one. So my number one is Brandon Ayuk. Let's put it that way for people at home. Like that was it. Woods, Moore, God, Godwin, McLaurin, they all went. Like I could not stop the run. And I'm watching. I'm like, okay, I have six receivers. I'm like, okay, I got six receivers. And I'm getting my kid ready. And I'm like, okay, six receivers. And I'm just watching this. The, the list just goes down. Like they're gone. And I'm just like, I, and I don't even want Ayuk that early. I really like the player, but I like, I don't really want Ayuk. But I'm like, what do I do if I don't get Ayuk here? Like, I am so screwed if I don't draft this guy. And then that basically, like, I felt like I was chasing my tail. Is that a good way to, like, chasing my tail the whole time? Like, I got to draft Kittle because it's, it's coming up here. Well, crap, I'm, I missed um, my Kyler Murray guy. Okay, well, I got to get a wide receiver here. Crap. Well, now my computers, my quarterbacks are gone. I got to get Dak Prescott. So I'm, like, I'm chasing the runs the entire time. I'm just chasing it the entire time. And I'm never setting the trend or I'm never, like, in the middle of it. And so you were at the, you were in the middle, but I was at the end. So I was, I would always be, like, you know, usually the end, you want to set the trend and go a little early. I will like flipped it and I was just like, crap, 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 just chasing that end, getting the leftovers at every single position, basically, is what I felt like. It's really interesting because I was talking to our buddy Joey and he he had the 12th pick and he was like, I hate having the 12th. You know, I, I'm always been getting the 12th recently. And I jokingly said, oh, I don't like picking in the middle. We should literally just announce we've traded all, all of our picks round for round, like swapped them. And I just have the 12th pick now. And I might have loved it. <laughs> like, it. I should have done it. I don't know. Because, yeah, looking back, I'm just like, yeah, Devontae Adams, I think, is the right pick there. But then from man like touche to everyone i don't know we can probably just run down our teams at this point we talk about it enough but i went um i finally took a quarterback that i didn't want to you know i didn't want to reach and i'm like are people back drafting their backup already how am i stuck with Tannehill here um and i'm trying to think where i got Tannehill. it was okay round seven I go Tannehill's my basically my number one, but I, I got Kirk Cousins shortly after that, so I might just play the matchup. But I did like doing that because I did get A.J. Brown as my WR2, so I got that marriage along with Devontae Adams and then James Robinson and Miles Sanders. Um, I waited around and finally got Noah Fant. Deontay Johnson, Chase Edmonds might be my favorite pick, and that's just like yeah. kind of gross. But like I'm hopeful. But if if that doesn't pan out, then I'm just like, oh, all hope is lost. No, I'm just kidding. But seriously, Nicole Hardman at your 12th pick might be really nice too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was pleased with that. Singletary, you know, being more of the passing down back there for Buffalo at least. So then you even got some Gallup and some Gage. But yeah, near the end, I just got really sour. And I finally, I was like, okay, I'll take Baltimore's defense. There's only like three rounds left. And then another round goes by and I'm like, okay, do I get a kicker? Just like a random, you know, wide receiver, running back or, you know, something like that. And then Cleveland's still sitting there. I was like, you know what? Screw you all. I'm, I'm getting two defenses because there's one extra kind of bench spot in this league instead of the IR. So that's my thought in terms of like strategy. So I was like, man, eh, I'll just roll with two defenses for now. I don't know. 
so I went kind of, almost the opposite of you in the beginning. I went running back, running back with Cook and Carson. It was bell cows. And then I went Kittle because I think the it's coming. But again, looking back on it, that's probably the one pick I would have traded is Kittle. I would have I would have gone elsewhere before I went Kittle. I would have just bit the bullet and got a different tight end. I would have got like Logan Thomas or something like that later. I wish I would have done that rather than take kill so high. But then I went and got his teammate, Ayuk, round four, and then panicked and took Dash Prescott in the fifth. Still like the player, but I think waiting that long, I should have just waited longer, kind of like the kill thing. Um, then I got Odell Beckham as my two, Tyler Boyd as my three. Then I, I realized my wide receivers weren't great or super depth. Odell Beckham slated to start, but you know, who knows what he's going to look like. Then I was like, crap, there's no running backs left. Like JT was in the same boat. So I'm like, I got to get, and so I got Leonard Fournette in the eighth round. Uh, I got Devonte Smith, uh, Devonta Smith, uh, Devonte Smith, Philadelphia's receiver in the ninth, then Shark Jr. And then Mooney, who I really like, but that's late. And then JD McKissick, which is what I liked because of pass catching running back backup. And if, um, what's his name? Um, uh, um, there it goes down. Um, what was his name? The running back, uh, Gibson goes down. Uh, he's actually going to be the starter. So I get the pass catching guy and the next guy up. If a running back is certain that happens all the time. I also got in the 13th, I got justice, Justin Fields, which I really like getting two kind of like similar quarterbacks. And that's, that'll help mitigate some of the risk I took with Dak Prescott getting another running quarterback later. And I got Tevin Coleman, um, technically one of the two guys starting for the Jets. We'll see. And then I went Kansas City because I totally forgot. Not great. And then got a kicker at the end. So, yeah, that was uh, – I just felt like I was chasing – until about round – until about round 11, I thought I'd caught up, <laughs> which this round is – this is 16 rounds, so I don't think round 11 is when you want to really catch up, but that's when I caught up. Right. I really like my draft after round 11. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Round 11 through 14. Because <laughs> kicker defense, who cares? <laughs> but... All right. Well, I'm going to transition, kind of look forward to week one. Um, I was looking at some streaming options, maybe to try to help people in terms of like, oh, who should I put my flex? Um, it really came down to a theme. Stream against the Houston Texans. Because week one, the preseason was it was a lot of nothing. And so I think the one thing you want to be able to count on is a matchup against definitely a bad team. Um, so that ended up being kind of who I was looking at. So I've put down Garoppolo cause I'm thinking he's getting the start definitely with, it looks um, like it. yeah, with the finger anyway. Um, so Garoppolo is at the lions got Darnold, uh, against the jets and Lawrence, um, at the Texans, uh, Debo or Ayuk, I'm sure they're either somewhere around a WR3 kind of vibe, right? I like Ayuk more than Debo because Debo okay. technically had the more stuff. Ayuk was hurt, but Ayuk, when he came back with Garoppolo and then at the end or end of the year with Mullins too, averaged almost 11 points a game minimum. And that was just like working in and with a backup quarterback because he does a lot of out of the backfield stuff too. So he does a lot of like catches and screens like a Percy Harvin type guy. So he's going to get just a lot of touches, if nothing else. Now, what he does with them is the thing, but like Ayuk's the guy kind of there. I think he could be a top, maybe a one against bad teams, 
but yeah, probably most of the time he's like a low two, maybe a high three. Mm-hmm. And almost kind of the same evaluation, but regarding DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, um, they're going against the Jets, and I just I feel like they're gonna they're gonna do well, but they hopefully they can get their yards and their scores early because I I feel like McCaffrey's just gonna own the second half. There's there's a little different than the Ayuk and Debo because a new quarterback, a new system coming in. That's just it's just how quickly does that gel? But yeah, the Jets is a great matchup. <laughs> so yep, that's I, I the mean, theme. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta play them. But I I mean, if I'm picking one, I'm picking the Ayuk matchup because I know what that team looks like, that system, and that quarterback looks like with that receiver. We don't we've seen the quarterback and the receiver with Anderson before, but on a completely different system. And I throw anything Adam Gase has to do with any offense out the window because it doesn't matter. So. Um, right. Maybe that bodes well. Maybe they'll be better than even with those guys. So, but yeah, the the Jets. Um, yeah, you got you got to play Anderson. Yeah, and then also looking at Arizona. Um, after Hopkins, I mean, someone's still got to eat. So I was thinking um, Kirk or AJ Green might get some uh, fantasy points there, or even. I'm thinking your guy Edmonds might get a lot of the catches too, honestly. A lot of screens and that type of stuff. Yeah, because I feel like Arizona might might be playing a little bit from behind. I just think the Titans are a little bit better of an offense, so they might be – I don't know. It might might be a positive game script for Edmonds there. Yeah, you're you're right. The only issue with playing the Titans is they eat up so much clock because they're a very slow team. So possessions and plays are going to be limited for the Cardinals. That's going to be the only issue. But the Cardinals, I don't think, with that said, I don't think that's going to be an issue with the, with the Cardinals in particular because they're a tempo team. They're going, to, they're going to put a lot of plays in. They're going to go real fast. And if you're talking like the Patriots versus the, the Titans, yeah, it'll be a slow game, but the Cardinals want to go fast. They want to move that ball. They want to snap it with 20 seconds or 15 seconds left. So if any team is going to be fine against a team like the Titans, it's going to be the Cardinals. So. I haven't heard anything out of Camp JT who's the opposite guy is or who's going to get most of those touches. So week one, you're rolling the dice if you're not playing Hopkins and you're playing another guy. I think your guy, JT Edmonds, is like the number two guy to play there other than obviously Kyle Murray. But like, yeah, like he might get the second most touches, like catches wise. Yeah. (laughs) Also, same theme, Sermon or Mostert. I don't know who's going to have. They might really do a complete split. But in terms of like a flex, um, depending on what your team makeup is, might be okay rolling with them because I feel like they're going to be leading and they're just going to be running that clock and eating up some fantasy points. Um, Robinson intrigued me. I put him down, to obviously playing the Texans, um, but I don't know how game strip script is going to go, but something to consider if I would say, you know, positive – matchup but in terms of what else is on your fantasy team you might go a different direction yeah that game um, could get ugly fast so who knows how that game's gonna well not even ugly like with both teams it's just gonna be a slobber knocker who knows what that game's gonna look yeah. like you know like, I, I don't know what game way that game's gonna go i would like to think and hope the jags can win that game because you had a lot of offensive weapons and now a quarterback you should beat the team without a quarterback mm-hmm. but it's still the still the jags so you know yeah, and then yeah. tight ends are, are tough because, I mean, there's there's not a sup- lot of supply. They're in high demand. So I, d- I only found really one that was, wasn't was really even drafted, but 
Ebron could have a nice game against the Bills because I was looking at um, matchups, and I think the Bills gave up a ton of fantasy points to tight ends last year, um, kind of in terms of their bugaboo. So I know it's a new team, new year, but um, just throwing it out there. Yeah, t- tight ends, um, like we said, they're it's the top tier guys, and everybody else you're really just hoping gets a touchdown. Um, yep. So um, that's the big three. And then I honestly, after that, it's, it's everybody else. It's the big three and everybody else. So you're right to think that like, it's, if you don't have one of the threes, you, if you have one of the three, you play them. Everybody else is a matchup. I, I view this honestly as, I mean, cause let's put it this way. The number six tight end here was Gronk at 126 points. Darren Walder doubled him basically <laughs> at number two. So it, it, the gap from like those guys is so much like yep. TJ Hawkinson's really the guy who got some playing time and he got like 200 less points or eight ninety less points than Darren Waller at three. Like the gap between four and two is just like enormous. So it, yeah, it's, it's, it's matchup dependent. So you just find somebody you're hoping to like struggles or something like that, but yeah, it's, you're right, JT, just week in a week out, just, don't be too invested in your tight end if you drafted, you know, Hayden Hurst or Rob Gankowski. Yeah. And then in terms of kicker, there's a couple of random injuries. And so, I mean, if you were like, oh, I just had a brain fart and I ended up with Folk or, you know, like I need another kicker. Prater has a nice matchup. I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities for points. And then Lambeau for Jacksonville against the Texans again. I mean, bad team should have opportunity positive field position for field goals but then really the defense i think is probably the most commonly streamed type of thing carolina looking looking good against uh, the jets they're hosting uh, jacksonville again they're at the texans and then i also picked minnesota minnesota's not really highly owned and being at the Bengals. I've read something about, um, oh man, Bengals quarterback. Why am I blanking on his name? Um, oh shoot, uh, Burrow. Burrow, thank you, Joe yeah. Burrow. Yeah. Um, having a little bit of like, not the yips, but just like, still needing that, like, hey, collapse my pocket and make me throw a tough throw in a tight window. Like, be around my legs. I need to just have confidence that I'm not thinking about my own body per se and just making the play so i was like "Ooh, you know that's just that's yeah preseason didn't really help with that did it so i could i could see the purple people eaters um doing some doing some damage in terms of just like him trying to get out the ball too quickly over trying to overdo it yeah um defense is one that a lot of points can be made up because um defense year in and year out even if you have a good defense what gets you points is turnovers, turnovers and touchdowns. And those are luck-based. So what I would say is if you even have a good defense, like the Rams or something like that, don't be afraid to pick up a second defense if they're really hot getting turnovers because those things usually did tend to come over a full season. Like you saw the Bears were number one just three years ago. The Seahawks, you know, when they started their thing, when they started their run, they were the first year, they were number one. Then they dropped down to like eight the next year it, because it's not great of how good a defense is. It's how good a defense scores, and those are random. So like the Eagles, when they went to the Super Bowl, they were number one. They're, you know, who knows where they are now? I can't even, I can't even look. They're not even drafted. So it's just like year in, years out, these things change and, tr- and turn over quite a bit. Um, Pittsburgh was number one last year. They were what? Uh, 
six now. Like it, it's just like, or two years ago. And so it's just like, it, you know, like if a team gets hot in New England just three years ago, number one by a ton of points. Now they're number nine. Like team gets hot and they start getting turnovers. Don't be afraid to pick them up and then start playing them. Because if that's going to keep rolling, keep rolling and keep rolling, then that's where you can get some extra points that you didn't invest in. Absolutely. And then looking to next week, I'm going to pull up um, snaps and targets and we can get into that for waivers. I did like a little DIY stat and I'll tie that more into next week, but I did a target per snap 2020. It was kind of interesting, um, but we're going to, we're going to close it down here. Um, thing I thought about way too much on the toilet. I kind of alluded to earlier and it ties into our dad bod player of the week. I had a ginger fire sale in one of our baseball fantasy baseball leagues. I sold everyone except one player. I really wanted to also sell for a draft pick for next year and no one wanted them. And the one team that could have used them had Eric Cosmer and Will Myers as their first base eligible. And I was like, Hey, Tatis is coming back. He's going to be an outfielder. And with just what's going on in San Diego, you're, and he has Tatis on his fantasy team. He has all three on his fantasy team. Someone's going to get the short end of the stick and it's probably Will Myers, but also Hosmer is going to get cut into as well. I think it would be prudent for you to consider cold Schmidt. I was just like, I'm not trying to gouge you. Like just throw me a pick that sounds fair. I gave him like a range. I think this would be fair from here to here. You decide what's fair and let's do the thing. He's like, no, I'm good. I'm just going to stand pat. I'm like, God, okay. Famous <laughs> last words. And then Hosmer over the last 30 days is the 10th best Woba. Two two home run games, even you know, chipping in three steals over the last 30 days. I'm just shaking my head. I'm just like, why? Like, really? You wanted Will Myers over Goldschmidt? Is the kind of how I I was kind of trying to frame it. I don't know, you know, hey, yeah, he's he's got his own plan, and I, you know, let's see how it you works. Said out, that. You meant you meant Goldschmidt did that, right? Oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I didn't misspeak. But see, I'm just so riled up. I can't even talk about it. I was just like, come on, just now for like a 10th round pick. Like, really? This might come as a shock, but it turns out that Paul Goldschmidt's good at baseball. I don't know if you guys were aware of that. (laughs) This is some cutting edge fantasy knowledge right here that Paul Goldschmidt is good at baseball. Yeah. (laughs) So the thing I thought about on the toilet was every fantasy player, when you're talking trade, they should have a price. Yes, because when you're having, I got, turned, packs, down to, I got turned down today for that. <laughs> I, I, I was asking for Harrison another league, and the guy's like unmovable. I was like, no, what is the price? Everyone has like, a price. I told him, I go, you can gouge me. I want him. What's the price? He's unmovable. Like I can give my first three players, and you say no. Like, what? <laughs> like if someone on. called up the Kansas City Chiefs, said, "Hey, Patrick Mahomes, what's it going to take?" They can't just say unmovable. They say, okay, your f- next six years of first round picks to start. Like, there's yeah. there's always something like you can't anyway. You give um, me all players that are good <laughs> under the age of 34, every single one, <laughs> your next three years, first, second, and thirds. Like, like again, and like we own like, 30% of your franchise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like legitimately, like, and you pay us royalties based on this or whatever. Like it, everyone has a price no team's ever gonna do that because you're never gonna survive but like yeah like i can gouge you for whatever i want at that point every available pick you have in the draft for the next six years <laughs> like that's what i want so like, he played the 
He played the name value versus the actual value game. And right now it's it's not going in his favor, but we are head-to-head league. So, hey, you never know. One big week from Eric Hosmer or whatever could turn turn the tide. You know, and just like the, the other San Diego we're, Padre. And we're on the, out of the playoffs looking in, JT. So, yeah. <laughs> what do we know? Yep. But, yeah, Paul Goldschmidt, tip of the hat, dad bod player of the week. And um, with that, we're going to close it out. So thank you all for joining us. We appreciate you listening. And as always, we're going to send you out uh, with some dad wisdom. Every stranger can teach you something. Um, good, better, and different. I was at a, at a barbecue hangout and um, lots of different viewpoints and people just having a good time. And we're out in the backyard and it was, you know, Hey, everyone comes from a different walk of life and life experience. And it was just interesting trying to get to know my neighbors is really what it ended up being. So, um, yeah, good stuff. Nice. So with that, take care, be well. And until next time, we will see ya. See ya.